You are meant for more. Do something larger. Do what it takes to be great. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you to today's service. It's a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Those of you joining us by television or online at brothersoftheword.com or social media, always a wonderful joy and delight to have you to tune in. Well, I would like to share just a little humor. James was really excited when he came home from school. His mother asked him, for the good news. And he said, I got a hundred in school today in two subjects. James's mother was overjoyed. She said, my goodness, how did you do that? James replied, he said, I got a 50 in math and a 50 in science. (laughs) Well, we've been having fun all year. We've been doing a series entitled Live happier. We did live healthier first, live healthier. Then we did live happier. And now we're in the third part of that series, which is to live inspired, live inspired, live healthier, live happier, live inspired, live inspired. Let me read a couple of verses over in the Gospel of John. I had never really looked at these verses in terms of inspiration and living inspired until recently. John chapter 20, John chapter 20, verses 21, John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22. And it reads there, it says, again, Jesus said... Peace be with you. And this is actually after the resurrection. He said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Living inspired. I had never thought about this, but he breathed. He breathed on them. Inspire means to breathe in. He was inspiring them. Literally, he was inspiring them as they received the Holy Spirit. He was breathing out and they were breathing in the Holy Spirit. And I believe it was God's way of saying, I want you to live inspired. I want you to live inspired. Live an inspiring life. Live an inspired life. Live with inspiration. Inspired means to breathe in. Inspired means stimulation within the mind or heart of some idea, feeling, or impulse which leads to creative action. It's also a divine or holy presence which inspires. Inspire is also to exert or guide by a divine influence to arouse and create a high emotion. Now, this is actually Webster's dictionary definition, and Webster actually talked a lot about divine inspiration. 
even though it's not a biblical dictionary per se, but Webster even realized that true inspiration comes from God. Inspiration in its finest form comes from God. God inspires us. God enables us. God inspires us to live fully and alive and vibrantly. It's from the inspiration. So Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit. He was breathing. He was inspiring their lives. And God wants us to live inspired. Live inspired. God inspires us. God inspires us. God stimulates us. God stimulates us. I've shared this before, but I love this little saying. To me, it's kind of a reflection of an inspired life, living an inspired life. And I just love the way it's put. It's entitled The Best Day of My Life. And it says, Today, when I awoke, I suddenly realized that this is the best day of my life ever. There were times when I wondered if I would make it to today, but I did. And because I did, I'm going to celebrate. Today, I'm going to celebrate what an unbelievable life I've had so far. The accomplishments, the many blessings, and yes, even the hardships because they have served to make me stronger. I will go through this day with my head held high and a happy heart. I will marvel at God's seemingly simple gifts, the morning dew, the sun, the clouds, the trees, the flowers, the birds. Today, none of these miraculous creations will escape my notice. Today, I will share my excitement for life with other people. I'll make someone smile. I'll go out of my way to perform an unexpected act of kindness for someone I don't even know. Today, I'll give a sincere compliment to someone who seems down. I'll tell a child how special he is. I'll tell someone I love just how deeply I care for them and how much they mean to me. Today is the day I quit worrying about what I don't have and start being grateful for all the wonderful things God has already given me. I'll remember that to worry is just a waste of time because my faith in God and his divine plan ensures everything will be just fine. And tonight, before I go to bed, I'll walk outside and raise my eyes to the heavens. I will stand in awe at the beauty of the stars and at the moon and will praise God for these magnificent treasures. And as the day ends and I lay my head down on my pillow, I will thank the Almighty for the best day of my life and I will sleep the sleep of a contented child, excited with expectation because I know tomorrow is going to be the best day of my life ever. That's living inspired. That's living inspired. Live inspired. It's living hopeful. It's living with expectancy. It's living with a positive outlook on life. And you can't wait to seize the day, to seize the moment, to know that there are some wonderful things in store for your life. We get a chance to appreciate all of God's wonderful blessings and to be a blessing to others. I believe all of that's part of living inspired where you can't wait to see what the day holds you can't wait to see what miracles 
lie in store for you. What a wonderful day each day is. It brings all of the wonderful gifts and all of the wonderful measures of God's glory our way. So that's part of living an inspired life. Live inspired. Live inspired. Living in anticipation. Living hopeful. Living joyful. That's living inspired. And so God inspires us. God inspires us. I like a verse over in Romans chapter 12. I like this verse. This is Romans chapter 12 verse 11. It says, never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I like that. That's living inspired. That's living inspired. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. That's living inspired. You're appreciating every moment, every day. You're seizing the moment. You're making the most out of life. You're appreciating the gift. You're celebrating the gift. That's living inspired. Living inspires. So God inspires us. God inspires us. God inspires us to change. God inspires us to change. Living an inspired life is when you want to change. It's when you know you can be better. You know you can do better. You want to be your best. You want to do your best. That's living inspired. It's when you want to change some things in your life. That's living inspired. So God will inspire us To change. I'll never forget one of our members. She told me one time, she said, you were preaching in a series entitled The Greatness of God. And she said, while you were preaching that series, she said, I made a decision to quit smoking. She said, I quit smoking right in the middle of your series. And I wasn't preaching on smoking. I was preaching on the greatness of God. It was just that the Holy Spirit inspired her life. So God inspires us to change. She was inspired by the Holy Spirit, and that inspiration changed her life. That's living an inspired life. God will breathe into your life inspiration, and he inspires us to change. He inspires us to get better. He inspires us to improve. I like that. Living inspired means that you are meant for more. You're meant for more. You are meant to do something larger. That's living inspired. That's living inspired. Ask yourself these two questions. What is it I need to stop doing? And what is it I need to start doing? It helps you to live an inspired life. Life. Someone said, this is actually Rabbi Samuel Silver. He said this. He said, the greatest of all miracles is that we be not tomorrow what we are today, but we can improve if we make use of the potential implanted in us by God. And so God inspires us. He inspires us to change. He inspires us to be our best. There are times where we know we are living up to our full potential. Someone said that Michelangelo, he had, he, he begun 44 sculptures. He started on 44 sculptures. He only completed 14. So the rest of them are in a museum somewhere, just large blocks of stone unfinished. And that's the way we are. We walk around life when we don't realize our full potential. We're like those unfinished works. We're like large blocks of stone walking around. 
Our lives were never fully sculpted out. The beauty was never fully released. We never became what God intended for us to be. We never reached and realized our purpose in life and fulfilled our destiny. And so there's so much potential that's locked up in each of us. And so God will always inspire us to change. God will always inspire us to do our best, to be our best. God will inspire us to do the necessary things to reach our full potential. God will inspire us to do something great. God will inspire us to do something great. When the Holy Spirit kind of whispered this to me about living inspired, the meaning I was really receiving from the Holy Spirit was be willing to do what it takes to be great. Live inspired. Be willing to do. Be willing to change. Be willing to improve. Be willing to get better. Be willing to do what it takes to be great. Sometimes it's just small adjustments. I mean, sometimes it's just little habits we need to change. Sometimes it's going to bed early or getting up early or exercising or drinking more water or reading or, you know, so sometimes it's just little things improving our diet, just little things that we know that we can do and we can change to be a better version of ourselves, to be the best that we can be. Live inspired. Be willing to do. Be willing to do. Be willing to do what it takes to be great. Be willing to do what it takes to be great. Be willing to change. Be willing to adjust. Be willing to make improvements. God will inspire you to change. He'll inspire you to be your best. He'll inspire you to do the necessary things to reach your full potential. He'll inspire you to do something great. God will even inspire you in little things. I'll never forget, this was years ago. But all of a sudden, inspiration came on me one evening to clean out my garage. And it was a strong anointing. A lot of people think that the anointing is just to sing or to preach or to lay hands on the sick. No, I had an anointing to clean the garage. (laughs) I was inspired. It came on me. And I couldn't help it. And at that time... We didn't have any lights in our garage, and so it was getting late. It was about 9, 10 o'clock at night, and I was still working, so it was dark. So what I did, I pulled my cars in front of the garage and cut the headlights on because I had to clean the garage that night, and I had to do it while it was on me. I was energized. I was inspired to do it, and I just couldn't stop. It was almost like I was... I mean, I was anointed to do it. I was anointed to clean. The anointing to clean hit my life. I don't know if that's a true anointing, but I believe there's an anointing to clean. I believe there's an anointing to clean. when It's like you can't rest until you finish this job. You can't rest until you get this straightened out. You can't rest. Well, that's inspiration. And there are moments that God will breathe on us. Even in little things like that, to get something done. I love that. God inspires us to get things done. God inspires us. You'll find in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will fall on people for an assignment. He will fall on them just to carry out an assignment. And they couldn't do it until the Holy Spirit would fall. And then they were empowered and anointed to do it. And so we see some of that. And that's why Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to empower you to live an inspired life. You're not going to just live this life in your own power. This is the Holy Spirit helping us 
to achieve, to accomplish, to change, to improve, to get better, to serve, and to love. So the Holy Spirit helps us. God wants us. He inspires us to live an inspired life, and he helps us to live that life. He helps us. And so Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit, and now he helps us. He comes on us to help us. And we are able to complete some things and do some things and change some things all because of God's work in our lives and his help in our lives. Praise God. If you notice in those verses I read, it said when I read the actual definitions of inspire and inspiration, it all led to creative action. The inspiration leads to creative action. Inspiration comes on you for creative action. It's like you're inspired to move. You're inspired to act. You're inspired to complete. Sometimes it may be an inspiration that'll come on you to finish school, an inspiration that comes on you to finish some project, an inspiration comes on you to get something clean, but you're inspired for creative action. So inspiration always leads to creative action. Remember what I said, you are meant for more. Do something larger. Do what it takes to be great. And that comes, we're inspired to do that. We're inspired. God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And so he inspires us. He inspires us to improve. He inspires us to complete assignments. He inspires us to do great things. He inspires us. He inspires. Listen to some of these. God inspired Nehemiah to rebuild the broken down walls of Jerusalem. He couldn't do it until he was inspired to do it. And when Nehemiah was inspired to do it, nothing could stop him. Nothing could hinder him. He didn't care what people said. He didn't care about the naysayers. He didn't care about his enemies. The Bible says that he took a sword in one hand. And he had a working tool in the other hand. He was going to let nothing stop him, nothing deter him. That was inspiration. I said, man, he was inspired by God to get that wall finished, to complete that assignment. And he couldn't do it until he was inspired to do it. So God inspires us to do great things. The inspiration hit Nehemiah. He couldn't rest until he rebuilt those walls. He was inspired by Almighty God to do something great. God inspires us to do something great in life. He inspires us. Just when you feel like life is, you know, useless and worthless and you're nobody and life is not worth living and it's just, oh, humdrum, boring. No, that's what you need to plug in to God and let him inspire you. Let him inspire you. Let him show you something great. Let him inspire you to do something great. Let him inspire you to dream again, to imagine again. Let him inspire you to accomplish something that you've always wanted to do. Let him inspire you to make a difference. Let him inspire you to make a difference. Let him inspire you to do something for his glory and for his kingdom. So God inspired Nehemiah to rebuild the broken down walls. God inspired Gideon to defeat 132,000 with just 300. That took inspiration to do that. God inspired him. God inspired him. Now, Gideon had no idea who he was. He had no idea what he was capable of. 
He had no idea of the gifts that were in him. He had no idea of his potential. Gideon was threshing wheat, running scared. All alone, he was God's leader. He was God's general. He was God's commanding officer. All along, he was a great warrior. He was commanding chief all along, but he didn't know it. He had no idea that potential of leadership was in him. He didn't know he possessed those gifts, and he was hiding, living beneath himself. But God inspired him to show him who he was. And God worked with Gideon to inspire him, to show him his gifts, to show him who he was, to inspire confidence, to show him that he was a great leader. Leaders love, leaders lead, leaders lift. God showed Gideon that he was a leader, that he was a leader. God inspired David to defeat Goliath. Everyone else was afraid. Everyone else was afraid. David said, let me at him. Show me where he is. That was inspiration. God had done some things in his life to inspire him for that moment. He inspired him for that moment. He gave him the courage and the inspiration. And David's inspiration and his courage began to spread to everyone else in Israel. And after he defeated Goliath, now everyone was courageous. And Israel's army charged and chased off the enemy of the Philistines because all of them were inspired because God inspired David. When God inspires you, he will allow the lives of others to be inspired by your life. By what God will do in your life, God will use that as an inspiration to someone else. And so God lights a spark. God lights a fire in our lives so that it can serve not only to propel your life, but to be an inspiration for others. And so other people will be inspired by your life. One of my nephews, he texts me. He's actually a nephew-in-law, if there's a thing. <laughs> He's married to my niece, so I'm calling my nephew a lot. He texted me the other day. He said, Uncle Charles, I want you to know. He said, I just paid off my house. Amen. Amen. Now, he's only about 30 years old. He bought his house only seven years ago. He said, I just want you to know, I just paid off my house, paid it in full in seven years. I replied back about that. I said, man, that's unheard of. I've never heard anybody do it. I've never seen it done. I said, I've read books about it, but I've never seen it done. I said, man, this is inspiring. I said, you've inspired me. You will inspire a whole generation. I said, nobody knew it was possible. We all thought we had to pay for 30 years. <laughs> I didn't know you could pay it off in seven years. That was inspiring. And see, I told her, I said, you had a plan. I said, you had a focus. You had a commitment. And I said, it was God's spirit that enabled you, that inspired you to do that. And now because he's done it in your life, your life inspires the lives of others. And so that's what God will do. God will breathe. God will do something in our lives. And it will be so great that it will inspire the lives of others. That's living inspired. Living inspired. Living inspired. Praise God. Praise God. Living inspired. Living inspired. I just love the fact that the Holy Spirit inspires us to do something great. He inspires us to do something great. Every time I go visit my mother without fail, while I'm either at her house or before I leave, without fail, every time I go, she'll always say this. 
She said, what's the one question God is going to ask everyone? And I would rattle off the answer because I've heard it a thousand times. I said, he's going to ask, what have you done with the gifts, the talents that I have given you? What have you done with the talents that I have given you? Live inspired. Live inspired. My mother received that question in a dream one night years ago, and it so inspired her life. She wrote two books right after she had that experience. She got up and wrote two books because she felt that there was unfinished work. She wrote two books to tell her story, story of our family. She was inspired to do it. She worked around the clock. She would be writing sometimes 16, 18 hours a day. She wouldn't stop until those two books were finished. But God inspired her through a dream. God will inspire you through Sometimes it could just be an idea. Sometimes it could be a word in your spirit, an idea in your mind. So God will flash a revelation to you. God will inspire you. But remember, whenever he inspires, it's always for creative action. It's always for creative action. He'll inspire you to do something. He'll inspire you to be something. He'll always inspire you for action. I'm closing here. But I would just like to say that if you want to be inspired, first of all, hook up with God because he is our inspiration and he'll breathe things. He'll drop things in your heart, in your spirit. I was walking in the house one day and the Lord simply said to me, he said, I want you to live healthier. I want you to live happier. I want you to live inspired. I want you to love more. He just dropped that in my heart as I was walking in the house one day. And that's why I'm teaching this series, Live Inspired. And I realized what he was saying, live inspired, be willing to do what it takes to be great. Be willing to do what it takes to go after your dreams. Be willing to do what it takes to be the best version of yourself and to fulfill your destiny and your purpose and utilize your potential. Be willing to do what it takes to grow and develop yourself and use the gifts and talents I've given you. Live inspired, be hopeful and happy and and expectant. Looking forward to the wonderful things that God wants to do in our lives. I'm going to just give you these quick things. That if you want to live an inspired life, number one, hook up to God. Number two, visit great places. Visit great places. It's nothing that inspires like being able to visualize and see something that's monumental, something that's great. So visit great places. I've had the privilege of visiting Jerusalem and and visiting Egypt, seeing them climbing through the pyramids of Egypt, had the opportunity of just recently going to the Great Wall of China, going to inspiring places. When you go to places that are awe-inspiring, it does something to you, it enlarges you, and it causes you to just live in awesome wonder when you see some great sights. And if you don't have the means to travel, simply go outside at night and look up and behold the stars. Man, take in some great sights. Take in some great sights. Get on the computer. Get on the internet. Just type in great sights around the world. <laughs> Look at them any way you can. But something about seeing God's wonders that inspires you. Visit great places. Visit great places. Visit great places. Visit great places. There was a couple. They didn't have much. They were almost destitute, but they said once a week they would drive to a nearby luxury hotel. They couldn't afford to stay there or anything. They would park their raggedy car down the street and walk up to the hotel because they were embarrassed. 
but they said that they would just sit in the lobby of this luxurious hotel a couple of hours every week so that they can dream, so they can be inspired, and so that they can know that there's more for them to become, that there's something greater. And they did that to enlarge their vision. So visit some great places. Visit some great places. Attend great events. Attend great events. There are some great events that come right here in our city. Attend some great events. Whenever I hear about great masterminds and leaders coming, I like to attend those type of events because those are thought leaders. And whenever you can get around thought leaders, it inspires you. It inspires your creativity. It inspires your thinking. So attend great events, great events. I had an opportunity a couple of years ago. Tony Robbins and Gary V, all those guys came to Atlanta, and we were right there because those are some of the great thought leaders, provokers of our time. So you attend great events, some right here in, in your own backyard. Attend great events. Number four, read great books. Read great books. Read great books. Nothing inspires you like reading Nothing captivates your imagination and stimulates your creativity and gives you ideas like reading. Read great books. Number five, be around great people. Be around great people. It inspires you to be around greatness. Be around great people. Be around great people. Exposure creates desire. So when you expose yourself to something greater and better and on a higher level than you are, It creates a desire in your life. And so that's why we have to constantly expose ourselves to something different, something better, something at another level, something higher than we are. That creates desire in us to change. It creates desire in us. It inspires us to want to be more, do more, live more, live in Inspired. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. I did want to tell you this. I guess this is my third closing. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I'm way over time. You know, I'm so far over now. I might as well keep going. <laughs> That's what the old Baptist preachers used to say. This is my third closing. This is my third closing. I read the interesting story of Bo Eason. Bo Eason. And Bo E said, when he was nine years old, he drew a picture of himself, and he drew just a little stick picture of himself, but he wrote under that picture, the greatest safety in the NFL. And so Bo was only nine when he had that goal, and when he got in high school, his first practice in high school, there was one problem with Bo's goal of being the greatest safety in the NFL. Bo, on his first practice in high school, Bo was only five foot tall and 100 pounds. And so his coach pretty much told him he was too small. He went home and told his dad that his coach thought he was too small. And his dad, being a very quick thinker, his dad said, did they measure the size of your heart? Did they measure the size of your heart? And he told Bo a story that changed Bo's life forever. His dad was a former ranch hand for a rancher. And his dad said, he said, Bo, he said, the most important thing to a a rancher is his ranch dog. That's the most important thing to a rancher is that little ranch dog. And he said, the ranch dog is the one that 
directs all of the cattle. He said that ranch dog is worth more than 10 men because it directs the cattle. It moves them where they need to go. And so that little ranch dog is very important to a, a rancher. But he said the interesting thing about the ranch dog, whenever the rancher has a litter of puppies, after about 12 weeks or so, the rancher gives all the puppies away, but he'll always keep the smallest of the litter, the runt of the litter. And he said the reason he keeps the runt of the litter is because being the smallest, the smallest has always had to be smarter, faster, more clever than all of his brothers and sisters in order to survive. And so he would give all the brothers and sisters away, but he would always keep the smallest, the runt of the litter. And that runt of the litter would be the ranch dog because it was so much better and faster because it had to be because it was so small. And when Bo heard that story, Bo said, I am the ranch dog. And he said, I will be on the field before anyone else arrives and I'll be the last one to leave. I'll be the first one there and the last one to leave. And Bo did that for 20 years. He was always the first one to practice and the last one to leave. He was drafted in 1984 as a safety in the NFL. As he said that he became the ranch dog. And he said that story became the inspiration of his life. That he was the run of the litter. And he knew because he was small, he had to outwork. He had to be faster. He had to be better. He had to be more clever. And he said that story was the inspiration of his life that got him to the NFL to be the best safety. Bo Eason is his name, to be the best safety in the NFL. Living inspired, living inspired. One story inspired his life. He considered himself the run of the litter, the run of the litter. And he was determined to outwork everybody. And he made it. He made it. He said there was only one time in his life. He said he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. He said there was only one time in his life he wasn't the first one to practice. He said he went to practice an hour and a half early, and he walked out on the field after he was traded to the 49ers. He said Jerry Rice was already there. (laughs) So he said that's not bad company to be second to the greatest wide receiver of NFL history. (laughs) Praise God. Stand to your feet. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just love you so much. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for caring for us and taking such good care of us. Thank you for breathing on us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for inspiring us to change our lives to be better, to do greater. Lord, we love you and we depend on you. You are our inspiration. We're excited about life. We're excited about the wonderful things you have in store for us. We're excited about being a blessing in the earth. We're excited about living for your glory. We're excited about telling others about Jesus and living a Christ-glorifying life. We're excited, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you for your spirit, your grace, and your anointing upon our lives. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part one of the series titled, Live Inspired, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7905. That's 7905. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7905 to a friend, go to BrothersoftheWord.com.
If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.